0: Welcome to Monogamy, gateway to Eldridgeville and home of the Monogamy Minstrel Festival, the last of its kind. From its bustling downtown with its many shops and restaurants, to the mega omni industrial park, site of the world famous neckwear tie factory, to the giant zebra mussel out by the highway, Monogamy has it all. In 1873, our founding father, L. Stanley Standish, facing persecution in the evil country known as Great Britain, fled with his friend to the monogamy area, a place where his kind could live and be free. That was just the beginning of the town that monogamites now call home. But things are not all that they seem in this simple northern Ontario town, my friends. No, not at all. Schemes are afoot. Terrible times are on the way. Won't you join us now for monogamy?
1: Hello, I'm Hod. Rock Hard Rockhard, Private Dick. I'm not gonna be your narrator for this here yarn, so listen up. I drink a lot of scotch, chase dames, and hate leaving my office for any reason. And that includes cases. Well, unless it's a case of scotch. So I guess you're wondering, why me? Well, they picked me for this job because I know everything there is to know about this crummy burg. The crummy town, the crummy people, their crummy lives and loves, and, of course, their crummy sins, by which I earn the better part of 20 grand a year. Not much, I'll admit, but... Not bad for a town with a population of 20,000. That's like a buck a person from everyone in town. Anyway, it's going to be a long rocky road for everyone. So if you know what's good for you, you'll pay attention. I'll be along every once in a while to give you the dope and correct any mistakes the writers make. And believe me, there'll be plenty of those if I know those guys. And I do. Intimately. Alright, enough about me. Let's get to the story. On the long, winding, badly paved road joining the rest of the world to monogamy, also known as Highway 9, a single car is bumping along the pitted roadway. Smoke trails behind the old beater, which is stuffed to the gills with the odds and ends of a broken life. Two figures can be seen in this car, a strange-looking gomer of about 50 wearing a loud, checkered sports coat, and his wife. A floozy blonde dame, I think. With a string of fake pearls that would choke a horse. Come on, let's make like flies on the roof and listen in.
0: Radio is Beautiful day for driving, don't you think, Ella? I have to say, I'm pretty excited about starting my new job as a salesman for the Neckware Tie Factory in Monogamy, Ontario, gateway to Eldridgeville. You must be excited, too, considering you're returning to the place of your birth, connecting up with your estranged father, and confronting all those difficult, painful memories from your childhood. It's a pretty good plot exposition, wouldn't you say?
2: I don't have clots in my shins.
0: Tyra, what was that?
2: I don't have clots in my shins.
0: I didn't say that. What I said was plot... E- nah, never mind. You weren't even listening, were you?
2: I have to admit, Sam, I do have mixed emotions about going back to monogamy.
0: That's ridiculous. Mixed emotions. You? Like what?
2: Well, right now I'm feeling lots of ambivalence and dread.
0: Oh, great. You had to go and pick complex emotions, didn't you? You could have just picked happy and sad, but no. You have to pick ambivalence and dread. Just great. I'm not going to discuss it now.
2: But Sam, I... Oh,
0: come on. I was just joking. I wasn't really going to discuss it. You know, to be perfectly honest... (laughs) isn't it me. I've never been perfectly honest in my life. I guess what I'm trying to say, Ella, is I love you. Well, But I do feel bad about losing my job as a wig salesman and uprooting our whole household. I don't know how it could have happened.
2: Well, maybe you got fired because you only sold one wig in 18 years, and that was to me.
0: Yeah, possibly. Still, it's pretty ironic that of all the places I applied for a job at, we'd end up back in your old hometown.
2: Mm. Oh, look, Sam, a hitchhiker.
0: Yeah, I think I know what a hitchhiker looks like, Ella. I run them down 50 times a day.
2: Maybe we should stop and pick him up.
0: Oh, sure. We go miles out of our way to help a worthless hobo. We waste money on gas, which we have to keep buying over and over again, depleting the ozone layer, which in turn causes massive melting of the polar ice caps. Is that what you want, Ella? Huh? To be responsible for destroying the Arctic Circle?
2: He's holding up a sign to monogamy, Sam.
0: Over we go. Up in, stranger. Where are you? Holy Jesus, Mother of Mercy. Look at the size of his face. Looks like a giant mushroom.
2: Sam, be nice to the strange man.
0: You're right, Bella. Sorry, mister. It's just that I thought I was going to puke when I first saw you.
3: Sam! That's okay, ma'am. I get that all the time.
0: So, mister... Tweedle. Yeah, of course. So you're headed to monogamy?
3: Just passing through, actually. Good
0: idea.
2: Oh, you'll like monogamy, Mr. Tweedle. I was born there. Where were you born?
3: Now, let me guess. Middle Earth? Uh, let's just say I'm not from around these parts.
2: What was that, Sam?
0: Well, I'll tell you what it couldn't be, and that's a spaceship passing overhead.
2: No, it couldn't be that. So, if you're not from around here, where are you from, Mr. Tweedle?
3: Somewhere. Everywhere. Nowhere. Where are you headed? Nowhere. Everywhere. Somewhere.
0: So you're going home, then?
2: Oh, by the way, I'm Ella, and this is my husband, Sam. What can we call you besides Mr. Tweedle?
3: Why don't you call him a plastic surgeon? <laughs> Just Tweedle is fine.
2: Excuse me, but I think you might be bleeding from your nose, Mr.
3: Tweedle. <laughs> Oops. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'll try not to get it on your upholstery.
0: I think it's safe to say you won't notice it on that seat. This car has more blood on the floor than the Canadian Senate. (laughs) Hey, look, there's a sign. Monogamy City Limits. Fifteen more minutes, we'll be right downtown.
3: Uh, You can drop me off right here, if you don't mind. Mind? I've been praying for it.
2: Are you sure, Mr. Tweedle? We could drop you off at the bus depot.
3: Yeah, or a tar pit or something. Uh, No thanks, Mrs. Toad. This is good. Actually, I'm feeling a bit car sick.
2: Oh, I get that all the time, even when I'm not in a car. Well, I certainly hope our paths will cross again sometime.
3: Me too. Thank you for the ride. Take care now. Bye-bye. Yep, see ya,
0: you mutant.
3: What nice people they were. Oh, and feeling kind of queasy again. Getting very thirsty. Ah, a lake. I'll just get a drink. What's that sign say? Monogamy drinking water reservoir, no dumping. Oh well, I'm sure they won't mind getting a gift from
1: above. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Picture, if you will, a man puking and bleeding into a quiet town reservoir. He seems to be from another place, perhaps another galaxy. Who is this stranger, and what does he want here? Follow me on a journey through time and space. As we venture-
2: oh, What are you doing? We didn't come 5,000 light years to this
1: planet to destroy its life forms.
0: I'm sorry, Sivle. My ray-gun dial keeps slipping. I, I had it set on stun. Believe me!
1: Your brain is set on stun. Hmm. The label inside this creature's jacket identifies it as a Rod Serling. Silence! We must move forward towards the place called Monogamy. We have our mission to think about. Back to the ship. We'll try to land closer to town. Rock hard, here. Yeah? Sure glad those alien guys made toast out of old Ron. I wouldn't have wanted to lose this cushy job right off the bat. He's a way better narrator than I'll ever be. But what the hell do those aliens want, anyway? Maybe we'll find out more in the next scene. Set in the bucolic forests of Monogamy Camping Park and Refuse Dump eucolic. How's that for a ten dollar word, huh? In the park we'll find a group of boys sleeping peacefully in their smelly tents, unaware of the danger even now descending upon them from above.
4: That big noise? What? Did I fart? No, outside. It was real loud, like thunder or something. I'm scared. We should never have come here camping. I I hate it. And this tent smells like pee. Go and see if Lewis heard it. He might still be asleep in his tent. So what? Go over and ask him. I'll just call him from here. He's right next door. Lewis, Lewis, you awake? He's not answering. So he's asleep. So there obviously wasn't any weird noise, so you're just imagining things. I am not. I'm going to look outside. Fine. Just don't let any mosquitoes in.
1: Oh,
4: my God. UFO. No, UFO, Johnny. You're letting the bugs in. No, UFO. UFO. Look, Stevie. A UFO. Holy crap, Johnny. An alien spaceship has landed right on Lewis's tent. Let's take a look. A real live alien spaceship. Don't get too close, Stevie. I'm scared. Louis, Lewis, are you okay? Louis, jeez, I think he might be dead. Boy, his mom and dad are going to be really upset. That tent was brand new. Come on. We better get back to town and tell someone. Uh, uh, Look, Johnny, uh, over by that tree. It's Lewis. He's not dead after all. Lewis. Oh.
2: Lewis, are you okay? What happened? China.
4: Japan. What's the matter with him? He must be disoriented. Come on, we have to notify the authorities. You mean the grade 11s? No, you idiot, the police.
2: Oh, right. Come on, Lewis, let's go. Uh, Cambodia.
1: (laughs) Poor kid. Looks like he's out cold. Hi, everybody. Rock hard here again. Are you getting the picture so far, or do I have to draw one for you? Fine. How's that? It's a picture of a cow with a hat and... I don't know, a a flower or something. Happy? Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. Aliens are on the prowl all over the place. I still can't figure out what they want, but it's got to be big. What with the expense of space travel and all. Anyhow, right now there's bigger fish to fry. Let's go up to Ottawa for a bit, shall we? There we're going to find a very worried Prime Minister contemplating his very uncertain future. Quite frankly, General Weevil, I'm worried. Oh, now, Mr. Prime Minister, uh, don't pay too much attention to those approval ratings. Uh, The people still love you.
0: Really, General? You think so? I think they're throwing manure at the windows even as we
1: speak. Oh, sure, there are a few malcontents out there with too much dung on their hands, but uh, Canada as a whole is still behind you.
0: Oh, eggs now. You know, General, the Rideau Canal can look very gloomy when viewed through a window covered in shit and eggs. Ah, uh, but sir... Nope, I'm not buying it, General. Never let it be said that Prime Minister Stephen Harpoon doesn't know what cider's butters breaded with the... Say, that reminds me. Joanne, send up a plate of sandwiches, will you? Right away, sir. She's the only one I trust to tell me what's really going on, you know?
1: Oh, come on, sir. Uh, You you can trust me. Uh, Wasn't it me that told you that we had the Taliban on the run? (laughs) Hundreds dead, uh, thousands homeless, no end in sight.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you were just trying to cheer me up.
1: Uh, True. Uh...
0: Sir, if I may. What is it, candy-ass, you sycophant? Well, uh, perhaps we could give the people something to feel good about. Like what? Well, how about a war that we can actually win? (laughs)
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> no, no, wait. Uh, that's not bad. Uh, there must be somebody out there we can beat by ourselves.
1: <laughs> well, uh, if you're serious, sir, uh, we can look around, I suppose.
0: No, no, no. This is my decision. Let's look at the big map. How about this pink one?
1: I don't think so, sir. Uh, China's pretty huge, and they have nuclear weapons.
0: Oh, jeez, really, eh? Oh, fuck that with a feather. How about this one? It's pretty small and close, too.
1: Uh, Sir, it's way too hot to be fighting in Mexico. Uh, If I may, sir.
0: Fine. Go ahead.
1: Right there.
0: Esther Island. Wasn't she in those swimming movies in the 40s? It says Easter Island, (laughs) sir. Oh, my God, I hate you literate types. Always lording it over everyone. Look at me. I can read. Blah, blah, this. Blah, blah, that. Easter Island, you say?
1: It's perfect, sir. Uh, The native people are all dark, uh, speak a strange language, and have a weird religion. Uh, Plus, uh, they have no army.
0: Sweet. Weird religion, though, huh? Any Canadians do that religion?
1: Not that I know of, sir. Good,
0: because I don't want to have to suck up to another fucking religious group. What are the optics like?
1: Perfect, sir. Uh, Look at this big book of pictures.
0: Oh, my God, they're hideous. These people are monsters. Look at the size of their fucking heads. Actually... Sir, those are just rock stets.
1: Ow! My foot.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty ugly bunch,
1: sir. Uh, nobody likes them.
0: Gentlemen, we invade next month.
1: Excellent, sir. I'll get a recruitment drive organized.
0: Well, can't we just use the regular army?
1: Uh, stretched way too thin, sir. Uh, we'll need um, new uh, freedom heroes to get the job done.
0: Make it so, General. Make it so. Yes, sir. What was that one? A dead cat? Yes, sir. Who would throw a dead cat at the Prime Minister's window? I think that's your wife down there, sir. Mr. Mittens!
1: You know what I hate? I hate it when you try to get your underwear on and your foot gets stuck in the leg hole and you have to hop around all over the room like a moron, hoping all the while the dame you found in your bed this morning doesn't wake up and see what an idiot you are. Don't you hate that? Anyway, uh there's one thing i hate more than that it's the end of our first episode but here we are
0: will salmonella find a new future in monogamy will the prime minister's plan to start a phony war to improve his ratings work and what about those aliens and those poor kids what's going to happen there and what about that horse will it get better and win the kentucky derby if the little crippled joey rides her oh sorry it's another show Well, anyway, if it was me, I'd tune in for the next riveting episode of Monogamy. Monogamy.